What Up World? It's your past first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. We're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today, we're going deep on another NBA draft prospect. This is our fifth draft profile leading up to the November 18th NBA draft. So if you've missed any of the first four, check your feeds. They're there waiting for you. Blazers have the 16th and 46th picks in the draft. For now, we're just going to focus on first-round picks. We'll do that in our typical manner with three organized segments. Here's how we're approaching these. First, we'll get a basic profile, answering the question, who is this guy? Then we'll review the strengths and weaknesses as defined by the Internet's foremost draft experts. And finally, we'll talk about fit, where these guys land in recent mock drafts and why they might be a fit for the Blazers at number 16. That's what we're going to do. Let's hit the podium. The pick is in. With the 16th pick in the NBA draft, the Portland Trailblazers select Precious Achua, Memphis. Let's take a closer look at Achua's resume. The 6 foot 9, 225 pound big man sports a 7 foot 2 wingspan and he spent one season at Memphis where he averaged 15.8 points, 10.8 rebounds, 1 assist, 1.1 blocks and 1 0.9 steals per game. He shot 49.3% from the floor, 32.5% from three on about 1.3 attempts per game, and 59.9% from the free throw line. He played 30.4 minutes a night. You may recall that James Wiseman, potentially the number one overall pick, and certainly a guy who's going to go in the top three to five picks in this draft, was supposed to be the star at Memphis. But he only played four games. His start, his start to the season was delayed. And then after he appeared in just four games, he ended up withdrawing because there was going to be some controversy over whether he was going to be eligible. And with Wiseman out of the way, that paved the way for Achua to have a big year as the team's star. He was going to be the other big man, um, likely still an NBA pick, but he was going to he wasn't going to have the the just the gaudy numbers very likely that he ended up with. He was going to be the other guy next to Wiseman in the front court, and instead he was the guy. And he really was the guy, right? He was the only freshman in, in the power conferences to average a double-double. That's fi- that's 15 and 11, basically 16 and 11, 15.8 and 10.8. Real big-time productive numbers in college. He had 25 and 11 against Ole Miss. 20 points, 15 boards, 3 steals, and 3 blocks versus Georgia. 22 points, 12 rebounds, and 4 blocks against Wichita State. A 22.11 rebound, 5-block game against South Florida, 22 points, 22 boards, and five blocks against Tulane, and then finished his collegiate season 25-15 and 15 at Houston. Like everyone else in college basketball, Precious Achua didn't get to play in the NCAA tournament. There was no NCAA tournament. He didn't. The, the conference tournament got cut short in uh, the American Athletic Conference as well. And so he had this impressive regular season, and then sort of as the, the year was going to ramp up and we were going to see Memphis against... Uh, higher levels of competition. We just never got that opportunity. But even then, he had monster games. Undeniable. The resume the resume don't lie. Those monster games include 10 20-point games, three games where he had at least five blocks and multiple blocks in more than half of his games. He was 13th in the country in rebounds per game. He was just, he was just very, very, very productive. A guy who lit up the box score. And when you light up the box score, you win awards, and he certainly did that too. He was the American Athletic Conference Player of the Year, 
And when you're the player of the year and a freshman, you also end up being the American Athletic Conference freshman of the year doubled up. The best player in the conference and the best newcomer in the conference. Wasn't even going to be the best newcomer on his team, and he absolutely seized a huge opportunity and ran with it. Obviously, his first-team all-conference performer and a first-team all-freshman performer. It's just he he if there were awards to be had, once you win player of the year, he was going to get all the other ones. However, I think one of the issues when judging any one-and-done freshman this particular season is, like I mentioned, that lack of NCAA tournament, that lack of the conference tournament. You don't get to see them in high-leverage games. But it's not like he's the first dude to ever play 31 games and not make the NCAA tournament and make a jump. This isn't a, an, a rare small sample size. This is just a, a factual small sample size. He played 31 games. He was a dominant defensive player, dominant statistically on the glass, efficient shooting the ball, at least relatively efficient shooting the ball, 50, uh, almost 52% on two-pointers. He's he just he's just a really productive college big man who we got to see a little bit of and is ready to make the jump physically athletically and physically and, and production-wise. He's not going to go back to college, and, and he doesn't need to average 16-11 a second collegiate season for you to say, hey, maybe this dude is an NBA player. He's already proved that. The question is, what type of NBA player is he? And that's what I want to answer in the second segment. I have called the best scouting reports on the internet to pull in the strengths and weaknesses of Precious Sachua according to the best draft scouts out there. I've read the scouting reports and aggregated them so you do not have to. So that's what we'll do in the second segment. We'll talk strengths and weaknesses. We've seen the resume. It's gaudy. It ended with awards. And a Memphis team that wasn't great, but he was their best player. So the question is, as Achua transitions to the league, what do people think he's going to be good at and where where might he struggle? But before we get to those strengths and weaknesses, I want to tell you all about Built Bar. You know Bilt Bar? It's the best tasting protein bar there is. The best to ever do it. The greatest of all time. Bilt Bar comes in 18 amazing flavors. All those flavors covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Got that candy bar-like texture. If you have dabbled in the world of protein bars before, you know some of them can be chalky and dry. Bilt Bar doesn't approach those adjectives. Instead, Bilt Bar is treading on adjectives like delicious, yummy, darn good. That's maybe two adjectives together, but you get the point. These things taste really good. That's the trick. They're not trying to fool you by doing anything that's super healthy and maybe not yummy. They're yummy, but here's the thing. They're also darn good for you, too. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. Take, for instance, peanut butter flavor, one of my personal favorites. It's got 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. It's got what you need. Tastes really good. What more could you want? Get yourself some of these bars. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right. So we talked Precious Achua's lone season at Memphis, his one-and-done year with the Tigers playing under Penny Hardaway there in Memphis. But the question isn't, did he light up the box score? Did he put up impressive counting stats? That's obvious. He definitely did that. The dude was a box score legend. The question is now that I want to answer here in this segment is what does he protect to be good at and what does he protect to, to struggle at at the next level? And I've said this before, but it's a caveat worth, worth mentioning again, is that I'm not someone who watches a ton of college basketball, so I've never seen this dude play. I've watched, you know, 
35 minutes of scouting videos on YouTube to prepare myself for this very podcast. And I've read all the scouting reports, but I am not purporting to be the one who knows this stuff. So I have gone to find the people that do, and I will bring that information to you. I'm using sources like ESPN.com with Jonathan Giovanni and Mike Schmitz. I'm using Kevin O'Connor's The Ringer Draft Board and Sam Vecini's work at The Athletic. Sprinkled in a couple other spots from CBS Sports and SI, but those main three are where I'm pulling from. I find them to be the most accurate, the most thorough, and the most trustworthy sources. So what do we think of Precious Achua? And by we, I mean what do people who have watched him and scouted him think? Well, they think he can be a really really versatile defender like maybe to the point where he could guard all five positions that is very coveted in the league right like that is what everyone wants as a guy who could guard fives and then on a pick and roll say okay i can guard a point guard too he he just frankly he just has the athletic profile that that makes you a high draft pick like that's that's the short and sweet of it right so the defensive potential is there but the defensive potential is there because of his his build and his athletic ability. He's got a nine-foot standing reach, a 7-2 wingspan. That's NBA length and athleticism. Those aren't skills you develop, right? Those are the gifts that you are blessed with that allow you a chance to develop your skills at the highest level. So that's really what the biggest strengths are for Precious Achua. I think the the sort of jury is out on whether he's, he's polished anywhere on the offensive end, but a guy who projects as a high-level defender who's already sort of NBA size and, and as athletic enough to play with NBA bodies. Like, you can refine the skills if you have the profile, and Achua does. He's a little bit raw, a four or five at the next level, who could get the, get to a to be a really useful Swiss Army knife defensively eventually, but maybe he isn't there right now. There is um, some sort of debate over whether he was good in the pick and roll in college. I think the scouts I've read, scouting reports I've read, disagree. When I watch the video, I don't see a dude who looks dominant as a role man in terms of sort of like fundamental catching and exploding. He's There are some highlights where he scores in the pick and roll because he's more athletic than the guys he's playing against. I'm not a... a an elite NBA scout, so I couldn't tell you whether that projects to the next level. But for me, I don't I don't see Amari Stoudemire or anything like that. I see a dude who's a good enough athlete to be a rim runner and someone who can put pressure on teams by going downhill and finishing above the rim. His real weaknesses, though, are obvious. And they're the ones that are highlighted in those same box score stats that I read to you in that first segment. You know, a 30, he's a willing three-point shooter to some extent, but he shot under 33% from three in college. He shot 60% from the free throw line. And I think that 60% is the real concerning one. Usually free throw percentage is a better projection of sort of shooting ability at the next level than three-point shooting, um, just because of the randomness in a 30-point sample size. Free throws, you're not guarded. It's a form thing, all those things. Not a good free throw shooter. He doesn't project to be much of a shooter. And and in the modern NBA, if you don't have that touch, even like 17 feet to make guys um, guard you on like mid-range pick and pops, even in in an era where mid-range is dead, but you get what I'm saying. Even if you are a threat to score at that range, if you're not a threat to score even at that range, your fit on offense is really dicey because teams can just ignore you as a pick-and-roll partner and help off you unless you're right at the rim. My concern, and I highlighted in his strength section, but we've moved on to the weaknesses, and I'm going to hit it again here too, is that just he, he's just not polished on offense. Um, he, you know, he's got a ton of highlights where he grabs rebounds in traffic and scores. He's got he's he has plenty of dunks. You can watch him dunk a lot in college, but not a not a polished offensive game that has a bunch of post moves or refined 
uh, kind of high level decision making in pick and rolls. There are times when you say, whoa, he's got a lot of whoa highlights, but not a lot of um, maybe not a lot of craft in, in, the, in the YouTube videos that I've watched, nor in the scouting reports here that that I'm that I've read and I'm bringing to you is they don't these aren't teams that see a super polished, refined offensive skill set. What you're getting here is potential. Uh, you've got you're getting an athletic guy who might grow into something. He's much more of a project than a plug-and-play, and you're drafting him for what he might become, not what he is. That's maybe what you're drafting every single player at this level for, but I think particularly with Achua is I don't think scouts see a guy who is a year one contributor. He They see a guy who could project as a future useful part, but if you're looking for a rookie that can be ready to play in March and April, you know, after some seasoning on the bench, Precious Achua maybe isn't even that. But like I said, when you possess things you can't teach, a nine foot standing reach, seven foot two wingspan, and a and a motor, a high a high level, um, just energy stuff, just willing a, a guy who does stuff. When you possess those those sort of unteachable things, and what you're missing are skills, teams will take a risk on you, and that's what I want to talk about in the third segment. Is Precious Achua worth taking a risk on for the Blazers at sixteen? And where do the folks that know see him falling in mock drafts? Is he going to be on the board when the Blazers are on the clock? That's what we'll answer in the third segment to close out the show. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked On Blazers. And we're still talking about Precious Achua, the 6'9 big man out of Memphis, who is heading to the NBA draft after one collegiate season. We talked about his resume we hit a statistical profile and talked about the big games he had in college. Certainly had those. In the second segment, we talked strengths and weaknesses, what he projects as in year one and what he can develop into as he going forward and where is he going to need to work to polish his game. But what I want to do to close out the show is talk about where he fits in mock drafts and where and should he fit on the Blazers roster. Make my case for why I'm, I'm profiling him and why he could be a pick at 16. So let's hit the mocks. First, the Ringer has him at 14. ESPN has him at 9, all the way up as a top 10 pick. The Athletic has him at 15. CBS Sports 11. SI.com 10. So he's a guy who projects this sort of late late lottery, but could be right around the top 10 pick or just outside the lottery at 14 and 15. None of the mock drafts that I'm looking at here that I trust are have him on the board when the Blazers draft at 16. Everybody falls, somebody climbs, there's always surprises. This is no, none of these things are set in stone. They are, in fact, mock drafts. But I think it's worth noting that for all the weaknesses I highlighted in the second segment, that people are drafting for potential here and that teams around the league are telling these guys who project drafts that, that folks like Precious Achua's potential. And that's what you're drafting for here. You're drafting for the hope of what he becomes because year one, maybe you're not getting this incredibly impressive prospect. What you're probably drafting is a 21-year-old who can be a, a contributor down the line. So if you've been listening to these pod if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I am in a Blazer should try to find someone who can help right away. Um, no projects, no extended timelines. Try to find someone who fits the bill in three years. So I think admittedly in the next three years, right? So I, I think admittedly the, the pressures that you would pick and why I have him on the board and why I'm profiling him here is because he feels like a Neil Olshay pick more than a Mike Richmond safety selection. Neil Olshay tries to hit home runs. He wants to find guys who um, 
can turn into stars because he doesn't think that the Blazers can sign stars in free agency. And he kind of knows that he's built a roster that's going to have a little bit of struggle trading for high-level parts. So what he wants to do is win the draft. Uh, He's been okay at it, depending on your opinion of Zach Collins. I think that's the one where it really hinges. I think for the most part, uh, Neil Olshay has drafted well, and I I mostly trust him to make selections on draft night. Uh, He hasn't drafted any superstars since 2013, but he's drafted a bunch of solid players. And where the Blazers have picked, drafting dudes that can contribute long-term in the NBA, like uh, Will Barton or Jake Lehman, that's... You know, these are if you if you find rotation players late in the draft, that's the job. So I don't know why I'm stumping for Neil Olshay at 16 because I don't think he's been really good early in the drafts. Like I don't think um, for me, Zach Collins isn't a home run. Maybe he turns into a really solid player, and I feel bad about having this audio on wax. But he seems more like um, he, at this exact stage, he seems more like a reach. But that's more, maybe to the point is that. Olshay has been comfortable drafting reaches. And here's my here's my actual case. Not just sort of halfway defending Neil and explaining his resume is that the Blazers don't have depth up front. They depending on what happens with us on Whiteside, they might really be in the market for a center even if even if all if Whiteside comes back on a short-term deal, if Carmelo Anthony comes back on a short-term deal, they're still going to need depth in the future up front. And a guy who could play four and five in a Chua and projects as a maybe a useful backup in year two and three could be really valuable for this team. They need cheap contributing parts. They contributed. They have committed a ton of money to Damon CJ. So if Precious Achua in uh, in 2022 and 2023, sort of the the final years of this like really super prime window for Damian Lillard is a high level role player off the bench who can defend one through five and rebound and uh, be a really good athlete out on on the perimeter, con- conceivably play alongside Yusuf Nurkic with his athleticism and his ability to, and his pr- the projected ability to be a switchy defender. I think that's valuable. Like I said, I'm more into. F- for me, when I'm looking at prospects for this draft, I would probably go with a guy with a lower ceiling, more likely to be a contributor in year one and year two, as opposed to a guy who might be a little bit of a project who you don't know if his first two years will be a productive NBA player. So maybe Precious Achua is outside of my comfort zone, but the case to be made for drafting him is that a versatile athletic big man is something the Blazers do not have on the roster right now, and wouldn't that obviously help? Imagine a switchy front line with Nazir Little and Precious Achua in the future. Can you see it? Maybe you can't. But the Blazers may have that opportunity at 16, and depending on who else is on the board, I think Precious Achua is a is a decent shot if you're looking for a high ceiling project. He certainly answers, he certainly brings some potential skills to the table that the Blazers don't have. Is this team willing to be patient and develop guys? They've shown a willingness to do that in the past. Wouldn't surprise me if they're willing to do it again. It's just kind of what they do. All right, the rest of the week in this very space, we got Mailbag Monday coming. If you're listening to this and you want to get involved, just tweet at me at Mike G. Rich or send me an email, lockdownblazerspot at gmail.com. We do Mailbag Monday every week. It is a mailbag episode filled with listener submitted questions all episode long so if you want to get involved that's how you do it we've got more draft profiles coming this week we are we've hit november y'all 
We're in the we're in the the home stretch, less than three weeks away from the NBA draft. We'll keep talking about prospects as we get closer. Tell your friends about this podcast. They can listen wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Lockdown Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.